If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the That's right, y'all. You know, we're just going to set it off the right way. That is a clip from none other than the legendary television sitcom Living Single. And that was all of the friend group uh, singing Christmas carols inside of that apartment that Khadijah, Maxine, St. Clair, and Maxine really didn't live there, but she did, and Regine lived in. And, you know, it's just one of my favorite gems from the holiday season. And we are officially walking into Winter Wonderland because it snowed outside today. It sure did. Okay? Mm. So I didn't mm. even know hashtag. We just spreading the cheer. Holiday season. <laughs> okay? We just spreading the cheer this week, giving lots of love and good vibes and wrapping a bow around whatever you plan on getting gifted with during these times. So that's it. You know, a beautiful sight. We happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. With that being said, and most importantly understood, I want to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because when you think about it, who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. None of you have ever. So with that being said, Francesca. Como estas? Estoy bien. What is that Dustin Noe says? Y tu mama. Yeah, y tu mama tambien, motherfucker. You are so funny. That's my favorite one. When I found out that meant and your mama too, your mama also, I'm like, this is my, literally speaking my language. This is what I'm talking about. Every time you say it, I die. Are you guys feeling festive? Are you feeling in the spirit or has it not hit yet? It's starting to hit The me. pause said everything. <laughs> I, I, I had to, I mean, because, you know, recently I told y'all, it's just something that just can't, what's come over me? I don't know what's come over me, but like, it's just. I'm I know what's come over you. <laughs> me too. La 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 la. <laughs> like that man well, said well, on Martin. Well. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> God, y'all are so silly. This is the Christmas episode, baby. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. 
It's the also the last bells, huh? episode of 2020. Woo! The man for that. We made it, y'all. We really made it to December of 2020. Well, I would like to thank the Academy. You hear Listen. me? Listen. Because this year really whooped our ass. For oh, real. my goodness. For real. Yes. And I have to say, um, looking through this year, when I was putting together everything for the, our review today, we did really well. Mm-hmm. We have to pat ourselves on the back because this is not an easy year to create through or it even get through, not. period, as a human. So for us to have done pretty solid work, you know, it was a... a a lighter year for us, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> more playful, mm-hmm. but I think we needed that. We kind of adjusted mm-hmm. to what uh, the collective needed from us, which was way more laughter. I think we had I agree. tons mm-hmm. more laughter this year, which I appreciate. And it was kind of nice looking back at Friend Zone in 2020. I agree. And one of the things that I have loved the most about doing this show is that we do tap, we essentially are our audience. Right. Exactly. Our peers, our friends, our listeners and supporters. And so we've been able to kind of tap into just the general consensus. We've been able to read the room essentially Mm -hmm. and kind of just deliver content that we, you know, thought would make people just feel a little bit better. And I love making people feel good, especially laugh. You know, I like to make people show teeth. Show me them teeth. <laughs> I like to make them show teeth. And so the fact that we've been able to do that, you know what I mean, remotely um, and still connect with our audience, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for our supporters. And thank you to Loudspeakers Network for immediately making sure that we had what we needed to record from home and True. be comfortable. All the and equipment. still deliver a quality sound project, project. So, yeah. And shout out to our editor who, you know, very quickly adjusted to having to, <laughs> to, having to <laughs> work with three tracks because we're yeah. each at home trying to engineer ourselves. And he stepped up to the challenge. Thank you, Ty. We appreciate all the hard yeah, work you put you so in. Thank you so much, Ty. Everybody just kind of pivoted and showed up how they needed to this year, which has been really nice. And, you know, uh, shout out to us because we didn't know what the hell we were doing when we had all this equipment the first week. Fran, if I was in the studio, I'd pat you on the back. <laughs> I would pat you on the back. <laughs> we did good. That was a learning curve we had to jump on. So I'm proud of we us, We did too. our work. <laughs> like Yanda be saying, I did my work. <laughs> so before we jump into our year in review... Let's jump into, actually, black business. I was going to say the recap, but yes. we have a black business this week, Dustin we Ross. We absolutely have a black business that I, for one, am very excited to share with you guys. Um, it's no secret that right now everybody's in this age of receiving as many products as home, at home, rather. Tell me about me, it. As they can. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, just getting okay. your needs remotely and, and via shipping services and things like that. So today I have a great... A uh, black-owned business, and you can find out more about it at thenobo.com, which that's the name of it. It's actually the Nobo, N-O-B-O, and it's the key to luxury revalued. And what this is is the only luxury marketplace where you can buy, sell, or trade authentic keyword authentic pre-owned luxury products. Mm. Um, and they've already launched to a select group of fashion industry insiders and luxury lovers, and they will soon be open to the public. So y'all know I like to plug y'all and get you on, what, what's the phrase? Always early, never late. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to keep you guys up on it. So right now, you can actually be invited to to kind of get with the program here, and I'm sharing these gems and jewels with you so you don't get lost in the dust. 
um, and so that you don't look dusty. So what you need to do, <laughs> like I said, is visit thenobo.com, the N-O-B-O.com. You just enter your name in a couple of fields, what you're interested in, if you want to buy goods, sell goods, or trade luxury goods, um, and how many products you're looking to list, how'd you find out, <laughs> you could say word of mouth, and then um, just select a couple of designers and ask to be invited, and you'll be in. So don't say I ain't never give you nothing, don't say I didn't put you on, and if you're trying to get some money, this works for everybody, people that want to buy luxury goods, authentic ones, people who may have some and are looking to unload them and get money, but now is a time when we all need now yeah yeah or if you have some and you want to shop but you might not have the funds you can actually trade too so and again these are authentic luxury products black owned so this is the bee's knees and the links to all their social accounts are listed on the website as well so again this is the nobo and you just visit <laughs> t-h-e-n-o-b-o dot com and tell them dustin sent you thank, thank you, you. Listen, Dustin, one thing I know about people in New York, I've worked in many a restaurant and I have seen many a bad bitch, like a many a, a, a crafty, like fashionable person always up on some like vintage game mm -hmm. or trading game or something. Well, that's so how this you do is it. Something really, really dope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So keys to the kingdom, is, baby. That's what <laughs> this you, you is. Setting it up. You, you setting it up. Yep. Love it, Dustin. So that's that's, it. that's that's the blackest. Okay. Nobody.com. <laughs> I'd also love to know why your Zoom name is Angie Stone's Fist. I was you know going to ask it earlier. I've been waiting. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why my Zoom name is Angie Stone's Fist, because her fist is determined. Oh, my God. Her fist is intentioned. You can, you can, can qualify it as you wish, but it's definitely intentioned. And her fist executes tasks. <laughs> like nothing I've ever seen before. If you don't know, Angie Stone is a person, the living legend, okay, for many reasons, one of which it just the hit one that me. I like. Pun and intended. it hit that daughter, too. <laughs> <laughs> Angie Stone, is. You she are. should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> okay, just, let's be clear. She deserves the recognition. So you know how they say we're going to give them their flowers? We're going to give her her flowers, and then we're going to move out the way. <laughs> Because you never know what may be coming your way. Angie Stone is, again, like I said, the living legend who is the only person in the history of mankind to follow through with the threat to knock their children's teeth out. Oh my Angie God. Stone literally knocked. Now, this is something you can look up. These are facts. What made you okay? think this so you can right look up. <laughs> Because I, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling strong. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like it's really about to connect. So, you know, like no. I said, Angie Stone is the only person who Not literally connect. followed through with knocking her daughter's teeth out. You can Google it. You can look it up. There are even pictures to verify this of said daughter of Angie Stone. Wow. Uh, so Angie, Angie Pebble is what we'll call her daughter. She actually is holding her lips open and showing you the place where the teeth were located. Okay. <laughs> oh where they used to be located, but are no longer there because Angie Stone followed ah not you everybody know their mom would be like ah knock your teeth out your mouth but Angie Stone really did it did so, I was just inspired by that this week that's all you are something wow. so on last week's episode titled Quincy Baby <laughs> it was the we need an award just for the titles alone this year like it was the because i thought that was quincy's baby that had got that job i'm telling y'all i'm so mad that I only Rashida, it used to be the only rashida jones i knew but now we know too honestly rashida jones over it was at that. but i thought it was quincy's baby <laughs> it was the asante smith takeover 
we stepped into the crime zone with the unsolved mystery of Lester Eubanks. Anything you want to add, Asante, for those who may not have caught that episode? Uh, if you haven't caught the episode, it was on the season two's unsolved mystery episode three. Um, it was selected to me. <laughs> I feel like the universe put that in my backyard because the nigga went missing holiday shopping and it's the holiday season so <laughs> wow. go check that out if you're looking for some holiday uh crime doc but please be advised that the nigga is still out and free so if something happens to me might have been because of him or his family i don't know let's just can bring his ass around here if you want to i'll come to brooklyn <laughs> for that please and as always those of you listening had a lot to say who stood out to you asante I want to give a shout out in the emails. Uh, you always email us such lively things at the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And this week, this email comes from LT. The subject is simply Lester Eubanks. And he's Les, LT says, I listened to last week's episode, episode about the unsolved mysteries featuring escape killer and convict Lester Eubanks. You guys discussed how could yet Lester Eubanks be out on rape and sexual assault to commit a murder? In the 60s and 70s, rape and other sexual crimes were treated as petty crimes. Wow. Literally. What the fuck? This is why you had the rise of serial rapists during that time period. So Eubanks being out for those crimes was the law then. Sad, but true. Uh, for more information, please check out HBO's I'll Be Gone in the Dark docuseries about the Golden State Killer. Um, mm. Shout out to you, the co-head... Um, LT is a co-host of It's a Streamable Life podcast, but shout out for that because I actually was going to watch that doc um, when I was trying to find something to watch for this, but... Um, it all connected back to some some fucked up shit. So, Lester Eubanks. And apparently Again, there are a lot of uh, podcasts. Um, people were telling me there are a lot of podcast episodes where like the families of his victims and even his own family were interviewed. So if you want to mm. get into that, you know, and find Dive out more. Into yeah, get into it a little in more depth on some uh crime junkie shit <laughs> actually i should check to see if crime junkie has an episode i bet you they do you know how they get I down i need to just just because it's been so long so i wonder if there have been like random sightings along the way or some accounts because even some you know updates. if it's some of his yeah or if, if it's his some of his family speaking you know there's got to be you know some leak in that building like somebody got to be like yeah i've seen him yeah. come around and but <laughs> right. see i'll be on some other shit I don't want to hear from your family. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to hear from his family. I don't. Because right. when I get mad at somebody, I'll be like, fuck you and your whole family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how I be feeling. So, like, I don't want to hear what they got to say. Because where were you when this motherfucker was going crazy? You know what I'm saying? Right. Where were you since you, why you got so much to say now? The person you need to be talking to is Lester. Wow. Right. <laughs> So and they know, and apparently the little girls were black as well, which I don't think we clarified on the episode. I don't no, know why my I thought they yeah. were white. I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't even because I didn't even of the freedom of the parents. Maybe when I was discussing was, right? the episode, I didn't even put the color out there, and I forgot to establish that in the beginning. But mainly because I forget that nine times out of ten, I you know what I forgot to put that out there because I didn't want to be disrespectful. Because initially when I was looking for stories, and this is gonna sound fucked up, I was trying to find some you know white because I didn't want to read nothing about no, no black crimes. And I I'm just being real. So at the <laughs> beginning when I was talking can. about it, your choice is where you can. <laughs> Well, uh, that's my truth, and that, I'm gonna stand in that one, so we can move on. Yeah, Fran, what did you find out there? 
<laughs> so <laughs> you, know, I, 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 you have to make your choices where you can. You have to, you know. That was your opportunity, so you had to take it. <laughs> and then the it's funny because when Friends. you were like, "And hey, he's black," we was like, "Black!" <laughs> God, <laughs> we both yep. yelled because it's like, "Fuck!" Yeah, Lester. Okay. We should have known. And surprised. <laughs> yeah, right, Lester. Lester Eubanks. I mean, why? How did we Lester not see Eubanks. that? That's a black. That is the <laughs> blackest name. Okay. So I uh, picked Michelle O on SoundCloud, who actually was responding. Wait, Michelle Obama is listening to the friends <laughs> on. Yes, she is. Michelle, I love you, Michelle Obama, <laughs> and and thank you for being here and 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 gracing us <laughs> the forever first ladies listen to the friend zone y'all can't tell me nothing <laughs> oh my god oh. I would have thought she would have been on apple podcast <laughs> you know she's know. trying ahead, to she's trying to lay low she hit you with the Michelle O okay. so she actually responded to your uh, to your segment Dustin about what a oh, night oh Mickey so, okay <laughs> Not Mickey. So Michelle says, I think Kat Deluda, I'm dead because this girl's going to be like, no, y'all didn't. <laughs> this girl's going to be like, no, the fuck y'all didn't. Um, so Michelle says, like <laughs> Michelle said, I think Kat Deluna sampled that song. Her song is called What a Night featuring Jeremiah. It's pretty catchy. There's even a French version. Heard it randomly at a tennis tournament in Montreal. Why are y'all making that face? Cat the Luna. Wind up. Oh, yeah. Yo, that song was huge. Don't even hate it. All right. Come on, Cat the Luna. Remember the day? Yeah. Well, thank you, Cat DeLuna and Jeremiah. Yes, Asante. Asante's <laughs> doing a choreo. <laughs> you better wind it up, bitch. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, oh, thank yeah, you. Indeed. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Hey, well, we're not going to disrespect <laughs> the first lady's time on this show. No, we're we not. For a she wanted to shout Absolutely out Cat DeLuna and Jeremiah. So. so, Mickey, thank you for the shout out. <laughs> Mickey. And you know what? My brain just got triggered to thinking of Claude because he did a lot of work with Captain Luna back in the day, um, as mm. as did I. I was the one demoing the records he wrote for her. But come did, on, I want to hear the wind up demo. Did no, you, <laughs> you don't want to hear it. But did you know <laughs> that there have only been forty four songs, singles that have gone diamond, right? And Claude mm. Kelly has penned two of them. Bad motherfucker. Ooh, because, bad motherfucker. Because Grenade and Party in the USA both have officially gone diamond. So shout out to Claude. That's huge. Look, that's my kind of bling like, right there. What an accomplishment. Only 44 and two of them are yours. That's insane. That's an insane accolade to have. And such a testament to his pin game. Literally legendary. Don't play with Claude Kelly. Do not. Okay? I was Don't so happy. Don't play with Claude motherfucking Kelly. I was gassing the fuck out of him on Twitter because I was like, I remember Claude being 14, <laughs> sneaking into the choir room and in high school because he didn't have a piano, so it was his way of working on music secretly. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, building wow. up his skill set secretly in the choir room of our school while the rest of us were eating. <laughs> he was working on music because... 
he had his eye on the prize. So to see this and is like, it. yeah, it's just beautiful. And um, he deserves it. He's been busting his ass for years. So shout out to you, Claude. Go ahead, Claude. Have to give you your flowers. Level. You know I love you. Next level, Claude. <laughs> right? He's just so bomb. Dustin, what about you? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? In these streets, yeah. <laughs> I haven't sung the I haven't sung the jingle in a long time, you so I just wanted to give it to give it to the people real quick. Okay, here we go. Um, I would like to give a huge shout out to uh at M U F A A the number six. His name is Young Simba. He quoted a tweet from a video and said he gave him the why I oughta. Look at this video, y'all. Watch, look. Why I oughta? <laughs> no. Why the fuck he cocked back so far and didn't even okay. hit him? <laughs> he cocked his arm back so why far. It literally looked like he was saying, why I oughta? So, and you, you can find that on my timeline. I would also like to give a shout out to, and this is not necessarily a tweet, but this is just more about this account itself. It's a Reddit thread called Reddit Chips on Twitter, right? I love that. And they have, oh my God, the stories that they have. And this one reminded me of Carrie Hilson. It said, my partner tried to destroy a 5G tower near our house after I got COVID. Oh, yes. Shit. So that's just an example of some of the wild and what wild and crazy things. Remember wild and crazy kids <laughs> on Nickelodeon? Yes. Wild and crazy? Yes. What wild and crazy kids? Remember that? Yes. Anyway, that's an example of the wild and crazy tweets that we that find. Back in like the hey dude days and shit. No, yes, but the best part of that Twitter account is when you catch one of the tweets and then you retweet <laughs> it with 75 crying emojis because <laughs> I can hear you laughing every time. Uh, Fran, this sends me every single time because the shit that these people come up with, Insane. the crazy bitch that was hiding dishes in the, in, the, uh, in the drawer and shit, didn't nobody know what was wrong with her I ass and come one. to find out she just didn't want to wash the dishes or so he said. But I didn't believe I that a for a second, first of I didn't all. Believe that that story was either. so odd. So I didn't believe that update oh at all. God. The last tweet that I want to highlight comes from at W-O-W-I write. Wow, I write is the account. And uh, she tweeted. A oh, I love fact. her. Yeah, she's so dope, she right? Is. Say I enthusiast. Wow, I write. But she tweeted a fun fact about someone who is near and dear to my heart. Lynn Whitfield, baby. Don't nobody better not say nothing about no Lynn Whitfield. And if y'all think about it, this is going to make you laugh, right? <laughs> Because we ain't never really oh, even Lord. discussing it with outside of our love for Greenleaf, you know? Right. But when y'all think about me and what you know about me, right, and the type of personality that Lynn Whitfield has and the roles she picks and just Lynn Whitfield, she seemed like an actress I would like, don't she? She's <laughs> <laughs> Don't see like I would love some Liv Winfield and guess what? I do. So shout out to Wow I Write who tweeted a picture of Lynn Whitfield holding a champagne flute. Right? Is that her now? That's Lynn Whitfield currently present day. Still got it. Wow. Still wet. Wow, wow. Frank, can you imagine uh, Dustin acting uh, opposite Lynn? Yes. Me and Lynn Whitfield would tear the set apart. I could totally see it. Where we're adversarial toward one another so we can Mm. argue under our breath at each other. Out of love. Yes. But she said, (laughs) Lynn Whitfield, yeah, she says Lynn Whitfield never played a broke character her whole life. Taurus legend. Or a good mom. And when you think about it, exactly, which who wouldn't want to be a rich, bad mother? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's gold. Yeah, if you can be anybody. So 
but she but think about it lynn whitfield i've never i cannot recall one role where lynn whitfield was broke i yeah i guess what's the one where she was with martin not martin a thin line was it she thin was line? paid she, she was, was paid, paid in that yeah line. you're right that must yep. be in her contract <laughs> Lynn Whitfield ain't never played a broke character in her life. She that's Lynn Whitfield, the one who ain't never seen a ceiling in her whole life. I don't care what Blue Ivy said. Lynn Whitfield said it too. Lynn Whitfield has never played a broke character in her life. That just made me. It was a couple things that made me laugh. It made me be like, wow, and think about it. And then it made me feel affirmed in the fact that I feel a connection. To Lynn Whitfield. <laughs> you said they called her you a Taurus queen. That's fucking Taurus legend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's it for my tweets this week do you guys have shout out to lynn whitfield flowers forever do you guys have any announcements before we jump in no i don't no No, ma'am okay so let's go on and jump into the friend zone 2020 year in review first of all ty sent me um, you know how Spotify, we were talking about last week, does the wrap-up for your music. Yeah. They also have one for podcasts. Mm. Yeah. And Ty sent me the stats over for that, which was pretty exciting, because I'm like, yes, flowers for us. So, Oh, friend. Right? So do you know that we recorded 43 episodes in 2020? Think about that. Mm. Wow. Mm, 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 That's incredible. Mm, mm. Yes, it is, man. Especially the kind of year we had. We pulled through with 43. Mm-hmm. Guess what was our fastest growing market in 2020? What country would you think? Um, Probably Mexico, because that's where everybody's been going. <laughs> that's actually really smart, but no. Damn. Israel. Israel. See? Okay. Isn't that interesting? We had yes. a tw- we had a, a hundred percent jump in Israel. I was like, what was happening in Shout Israel? Out to Israel. What's up, Amen. Israelites? Twenty three percent jump in Switzerland and a nineteen percent jump in Belgium. See, in Switzerland, oh, you know, cool. they notoriously, they just be cool about everything. They neutral. <laughs> so shout out to Switzerland. They, they, I, I ain't surprised because they cool over there. They just be in, the, in their yurts on the side of a mountain chilling, listening That's to it. us. I'm here to for To the friend it. zone. What's up? Wow. 59 countries. And mind you, this is only on Spotify, okay? Mm-hmm. We had a 20% growth in listenership, which is wow, beautiful. And that was just for this year. 4,500 minutes of content. That's what we provided wow, to Spotify. Wow. That is insane. Our biggest episode in 2020 with the fastest growing listeners. <laughs> Do you guys, why are you laughing? Can you guess which one it was? Which topic we covered? That was our biggest one. I have no idea. I'm just laughing because of all the, the things that we covered, the random ridiculous titles of things. Right. So I can only imagine which what one was, was it. I want to know. The episode we did on February 26th called Radical Transparency, where we talked about Love is Blind Netflix with Carlton. Wow. Remember? What? And then yes. we had yes. we used that story as the backdrop for a conversation that Dustin discussed about how honest is too honest in a relationship and radical transparency and we mm. we shared about ways that that has gotten in our way ways that it's been helpful and that was 
the fastest growing episode with the second and which I was I love that because we had so many silly episodes. So I love that, like the more serious conversations were actually at the top of the list. I yeah. feel seen. Right. That made me really happy because I'm like, I, I have to remember that our listeners, as much as we love the playfulness and the more lighthearted <laughs> Dustin, you are. <laughs> He is over here Yo. dancing in the light of his room. Under the light. <laughs> <laughs> so that Man. that made me happy because I'm like, yes, for a psycho a psychology based episode <laughs> being the fastest growing. Okay. My little heart. So what other stats? I feel like that's pretty much it. Yeah, those are the main stats that I wanted to share. So pat on the back, guys. Thank you for your incredible Wait, work. what did you say the second episode was? The second episode was The Good Kid, Mad City, where we discussed mm. the um, the challenges of being raised as the good kid in a household and how that affects your emotional and mental development as an adult. Yeah, because that'd be mm. some bullshit. And that made me happy because, yet again, another psychology-based conversation. So, remember, I feel like early on in the friend zone, we were more psychology-heavy. And mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we kind of lightened up over the years. So, that just makes me happy. I feel like our fan base just really, really enjoys that side of us that we love having, like, those more layered conversations. So, next year, we'll I definitely... Agree. Yeah, we'll keep these stats in mind as we design the conversations for next year. So that's it for the uh, Spotify stats. How y'all feel about that? Mm-hmm. I love it. I feel <laughs> hood rich. Like, I feel like, I don't you know. You feel like, like you know, Lynn you Whitfield? A, yeah, I feel like Lynn Whitfield in this bitch. You know, like, you got a check you ain't know you was going to get. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, damn. Like, I just feel like the sky's the limit. I feel hood rich. So happy. Right. Any, Anytime I'm part of a project and then you get to see like organic growth in the project and then people are genuinely enjoying it. It's just an amazing feeling. It really is. And 20 and 20 percent growth in one year is like really great. Like and I get it because Mm -hmm. more people stayed home. But funny enough, remember, we kind of worried that people Mm -hmm. staying home would actually work against us because remember the first couple Mm -hmm. months, like March, April, I'd say to the top of summer, our numbers dropped crazy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just us. It was just the podcasting industry as a whole. Everybody's numbers dropped because people had stopped commuting and people tend Mm -hmm. to listen to us on the way to work, while at work, on the way back home. Mm -hmm. And so then... And now people at home taking care of their kids so they can't listen to And now they had to be home and it kind of just changed their relationship to podcasts. So we were a little bit shook because the way that dropped was drastic. I mean, I think we had like 25,000 listenership drop, like... Imagine in in a matter of a month, like losing that. And then, of course, Shoot. when listenership drops, what happens? Ads <laughs> go away. So we were mm-hmm. like... Fran, what's up? Am I doing the OnlyFans? <laughs> right? Yeah, take one for the team. No, but I just... <laughs> it was nice to see slowly as um, people got adjusted to the changes that this year brought. Then our numbers kind of started climbing back up and then went back right. And so for us to have a 20% growth overall... It's a testament. We just had to keep working through it, keep tweeting through it. That's so, it. right? So that is really great to hear. And like I said, flowers for us. So now let's get into the work that we did 
this year. So I looked through all the episodes that we did. And like I said, I was really proud of us. Um, in January, we had an episode <laughs> titled The Grandmama is the Baby. <laughs> Do y'all remember that, Dustin? That was when you mm. brought in the Reddit story about the father mm-hmm. and son sociopath team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the pregnant wife who had written into Reddit mm-hmm. and was kind of freaking out about the fact that her husband and his dad were what was the story? Do you remember Dustin? Yes. So the husband and the the husband and his father were acting as if she was going to die. After, immediately after childbirth and they were planning for her funeral <laughs> and trying to get her to make all these arrangements you know because his mom her. had died right yeah yeah and they literally really thought that it was about to go down like that and it was so creepy to her and she was like well, is these motherfuckers trying to kill me like what's going on <laughs> yes that's what that was about and then all our listeners were like were there any updates that we found out if she's alive because she just literally never wrote back on reddit <laughs> so mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. been it's been like a haunted friend zone tale ever since but that was one of the first episodes we came out the gate with which i loved my my favorite part of that entire episode which the listeners will never get to enjoy was how uncomfortable you were friend (laughs) i will never forget how you kept shuffling and fixing yourself trying to be prepared for what was going to happen next and you just could not because it was so creepy everything she was describing i was like girl get out what is going on (laughs) how do you stay home like that um another episode we did that month is called wash your hands where we did a timeline (laughs) of viruses um and outbreaks that we had because at this point the the corona talk started you know, it mm-hmm. started late February, early March. We started hearing like, okay, what's going on? We didn't know that we were going to be shut down for the rest of the year and possibly into 2022, the way things are looking. Um, but there was so much talk about it that we decided to create a timeline of viruses and outbreaks that we had experienced in our lifetime, but also that had just happened throughout the the century. And that was pretty informative because remember through that timeline that we were reading First of all, it was like uh, memory lane, <laughs> just trying to remember like the swine flu, shit, yeah. the swine mm, flu, Ebola. Ebola. I mean, you named it, everything that we've been through. SARS. SARS. Mm-hmm. My goodness. And then learning the, the history. <laughs> <laughs> the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> we should have a huge pop culture episode where we just talk about all the crazy shit like that that's happened in the our lifetime my goodness so to cherish. but remember we mm. also learned the history of how doctors started washing their hands because apparently mm-hmm. it wasn't always a thing and Female that fucked us up nails. oh yeah. my god oof that episode was informative it was called wash your hands um then the only guest we had this year <laughs> But Janista. <laughs> okay. Yes. But Janista. <laughs> we ain't having you on as a guest. <laughs> Tiffany Aliche came on. in uh, in February and we recorded an episode titled Many Drops of Water. She stopped through and gave us bomb advice about investing. Um, I think one of the jewels that I remember we took away from that episode was that you cannot save yourself into wealth. 
because apparently right. that's the message that we've always gotten. Oh, maybe if you cut down that Starbucks, you know, but it's like she gave tips on how to make <laughs> more money as opposed to cutting corners and living a super hyper frugal life that is actually, you know, works against you. Y'all know I don't like to be okay. frugal. So what's wrong with getting coffee? Like, <laughs> so I was happy. Find another way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the radical transparency episode with the love is blind which you guys apparently loved having that conversation i also noticed our listeners just love conversations about relationships just mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. dynamics of them um obviously the psychology behind human behavior the attachment theories like they just love that so that's yeah. something for us to keep in mind mm-hmm. also those of you listening We'd love to hear your feedback, just like on the type of episodes that you enjoyed the most, because that way we can work around that. Um, and then in yes. March, the 30-year-old secret. Do y'all remember that? I think so. No, what was the secret? Remember the family that had the sociopathic son and they and the moms beat his fucking ass into a bloody pulp and he ran away and they never saw him again. It's been 30 oh, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember? remember Asante looks like he doesn't remember. No. I remember now. Because we I got remember. into a whole convo of what do you do if your child is a sociopath? Oh, yeah. And they, like, they were trying with him and he was like holding knives up to their baby, like just doing mad yeah, fucked up shit. Right? So that was, uh, and I think that was from Reddit too. Shout out to Reddit. Y'all be writing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we had <laughs> Nothing Was the Same, which was another top five episode. Do y'all remember that where we discussed the Mandela effect? That was one of my oh personal my God. Updates, yes. Yeah. And it was Ed McMahon. I don't care what <laughs> <laughs> that's been my it's favorite so because now whenever you hear people mention ed mcmahon and publishers clearing house like it was on moesha i forget what other mm-hmm. shows people were tweeting us like see this is a scam like he existed <laughs> uh funny was reading back on that episode on soundcloud rejoice chima said so what was it when Nicki Minaj was talking about richer than the guy with the thing in his eye? Who was it then? Who was it then? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Word to Saint Nick. Because <laughs> <laughs> on that episode, we also learned that the Monopoly guy did not have a monocle. That's all in our brains. Which I still think it's a lie. <laughs> so in that episode, we discussed false memories, meaning uh, when people remember events differently from the way they happened or remember events that never happened at all. Do 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 do. Felt like music was needed. And then in April, <laughs> we had an episode titled Shout Out to Barbara. Dustin, that was one of the <laughs> We discussed oh. the Clark Sisters movie. And that was a mm-hmm. backdrop to a bigger conversation about family, religion, and the moral compass. That was a good one. I That's feel right. Like, right. It sure was a great episode. And they robbed Anjanue Ellis this award season. She should have won some awards for playing the hell out of Maddie Moss Clark. I had never oh, seen that somebody was so her. mean in my life. Yeah. Dang, that was her. If her fly was. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I love whenever we get into uh, family and religion. 
Me too. These are always good, hot, hot button episodes. Right? Just like always. Those foundational episodes. Yeah, always a lot to say. I like the ones that, you know, challenge people's beliefs too. Because I had a lot of people mm-hmm. write in. I remember there were a lot of people that wrote in just sharing their experiences and being thankful for our perspectives. Because sometimes you feel like you're alone in those dynamics. And it's nice to yeah. hear um, us sharing the things that we've pushed through. So I love those. Then we had and good And the kid. people who wrote in, friend. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to cut no, you no. off. But Go the ahead. people that also wrote in that week that was telling the Cox sisters business in our emails. Remember it was some people from that church and some people, somebody had went to school with one of them or something. <laughs> they was telling us all their business. Shout out to them too. I'm dead. We also did Good Kid Mad City that following month where, like I said earlier, we discussed the dangers of being raised as the good kid, the mental and emotional challenge that appear later in life as a result. That was right. my personal fave. Remember, yes, we that was a great episode. Such a good a episode, one, yeah. and and I think that's another one that greatly impacted our listeners because they were writing in like, "Holy shit, I never mm-hmm. made the connection on you know being raised as a quote unquote good kid and how right. now that has me being a fucking people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know, high anxiety, completely mm-hmm. disconnected from my intuition." So mm. another layered conversation that was super bomb. Uh, and That's why baby girl said, follow your heart, your intuition. <laughs> your intuition. intuition. <laughs> <laughs> it will lead you in the right direction. And then in May, we had an episode titled End of the Road, which was a Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion special used as the <laughs> backdrop to a conversation about friend breakups. Mm. that was a good one too that's what i'm saying when i look back i was happy to do that because i'm like we had good conversations that's right we had another one titled corona crushing this is an asante special Mm. where we had a discussion about love during corona Mm -hmm. hello we had a conversation (laughs) about apps who was mm-hmm. still on Tinder, who was still on Grinder, who was still Who's swiping left, who was swiping right. And just dating in general, are people doing sneaky links? <laughs> Obviously, because there are a lot of babies this year. A lot of sneaky links. Sure is. <laughs> a lot of babies. Also, shout out to Carla Will Maddies. Oh, and Carla. Carla and Speaking Wax are babies. having a baby boy and they are engaged yes. to be married. So shout out so to them. So cute. Yes. When does she do? Does anyone it's pretty know? pretty soon here. Pretty soon here. Oh pretty my soon. goodness. We send you so mm-hmm. much love and a smooth delivery, Carla. Um, in June, we had another really bomb episode, The Covert Overt. Do y'all remember that? Oh. Where we shared our experiences racism. exactly with overt, covert, and systemic racism. We talked about our racist ass coworkers racist as bosses teachers growing up that treated us like shit um trying to apply for apartments in new york city as a black person having to travel to get groceries or not that are not bruised and expired and just all the ways that uh racism has showed up in our experiences through life that was another really bomb conversation show was i was super proud of that one uh Mima has no say can y'all guess what that one was about? 
the the matchmaking. It was the book, The Spirit of Intimacy by Sabanfu. Oh, oh yeah. So yes. mad. Yeah, yeah. And Dustin so eloquently said, Mima has no say. Because <laughs> we discussed what role does spirit play in who you decide to date? And not only spirit, but what role does your life's purpose and those Did somebody say spirit <laughs> those in your don't you spirit. dare hey, hey spirit hey it's been a minute that's been on my soul y'all too i needed to get that out thanks friend i got you and <laughs> does your life's purpose meaning does there need to be alignment with your purpose and your partner's purpose as well as the community no. The community <laughs> around you and your family, which is where the Mima has no say part came in. Because Saban Fusome in Spirit of Intimacy stressed the fact that community is extremely helpful in having a, having a successful marriage and partnership. And I agreed the guys did not. That made for right. a very good episode. Um, to her. To her. <laughs> Okay. In July, we had an episode titled <laughs> Oh My God, where we discussed the impact of Cardi and Meg's WAP. And mm. then we went down memory lane of the most sexually explicit and controversial songs of our time. Everything from Tip Drill. Yes. I need a Tip Drill. <laughs> L- uh, what that thing smell like. Yes. Which is funny because y'all seen how Snoop Dogg recently commented on it and saying how he just wishes that they would keep that private i was like oh oh snoop, snoop. dog of all people wow of he was high all that people. was just <laughs> he was high he probably got a bad batch and just was running his mouth that's it because he didn't mean that he couldn't have meant that snoop dog of all people snoop of dog all people bro. talking shit snoop fucking dog really to show you i don't think so so mm. Dustin also blessed us with a reference episode where we, it was an inside look oh, yeah. at our inside jokes, which I thought was so good and long overdue. We're going to have to do a part two because there have been many we jokes do. since and we many have. jokes that were left out. <laughs> that was yes. a good one. <laughs> In August, we celebrated five years. Let's oh, clap Cinco! for that. Hey! Hey! Five years of the friend zone. We didn't get to have a, a live show. Actually, you know what we forgot to mention that we had our live show in February. In February at Sony yes. Hall. Sony Hall. Show. Our first and last, technically. Yeah. Because we had a what whole a tour planned for the year and obviously yep. that did not happen. But we did get to knock out the Sony Hall for Valentine's Day, which was so sweet. We had mm-hmm. Jaden XD join us on stage. Yes, we did. Uh, we had Tristan, Jade's husband. Right, Chris, yep. uh, XD's partners. That was so much fun where we played. What what game was it that we played? Um, Hide and go get it. No, no it was... Just <laughs> you know what you mean, right? Could you imagine? My mama was in the audience. Uh, <laughs> um, that was a good. It was a dinner show too, y'all. Remember, it was a dinner show. Yes. So we served yes. dinner and drinks at that show. Cabaret Shout style. Out to Sony Hall. Mm-hmm. 
nice ass venue. That was so yeah. great. I'm glad that we at least got to do that one for the year. Cause... But what was the game? Didn't they have to like write what the other person would do in certain scenarios on that whiteboard? What they would say or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't, it, the shit was fun. Yeah, it we was, was it messing that down. game up, but yeah. we was having too much that fun doing it. It was bomb, though. <laughs> we fucked the game all up, but it was so much fun. It was just so much the fun. The audience, everybody was drunk and full. We was like, fuck them real <laughs> shit. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> and it really showed me how much more enjoyable a live show is if the audience is drunk like i really yes. like, how do we make this a thing drugs <laughs> and alcohol for all and good food it was bomb that's right <laughs> yes the food mm. we also had an episode titled reclaiming my internet where we discussed the social <laughs> yes. the social dilemma documentary on netflix we uh discussed racist algorithms how we've seen that pop up in our feeds and just how it's affected our brands as you know digital companies and also we got into a tangent or broke into a tangent i should say where we discussed brands taking advantage of black creators. Remember, we right. went into mm-hmm. that whole thing, which was actually really good. I also love when we give behind the scenes, like the business of black creation in the digital space. Those are all really good conversations as well. That's right, friend. Like they, them dirty ass bitches that stole your words and put them on that shirt. That I ain't forgot, friend. Dirty ain't ass forgot. company. Dirty company. I know who you are, too. They, exactly. ain't, they ain't forget yeah. either because they still selling it. Yep, and so I'm going to mm-hmm. send everybody your way one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> one see? One way. That's right. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get, get you. <laughs> <laughs> we also had an episode titled for the 304s. <laughs> Who? Roll call. <laughs> Present. <laughs> Oh, that was Asante, obviously. <laughs> and we had. <laughs> Are you calling me a 304 no, again? No, <laughs> Shout out to Ken the Man, because we totally swiped yes, that from Ken your the album man. title. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> fell into a discussion about open relationships and marriage. Mm-hmm. I remember that because Dustin said, Hell to the no. You <laughs> were no, very no, adamant no. about that one. That's still am. I love Very those too when that. we do uh, relationship dynamics and just the different things, the different configurations that we the are. Is no. <laughs> are. The answer is no. <laughs> and the answer will be no and shall remain no. Thank you. Uh, we also did an episode titled, <laughs> What Was the Reason? Yeah. And it was <laughs> I a wish discussion. That motherfucker would come to me talking about some less. Up- <laughs> 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 Child, I, oh my god, child, <laughs> oh my god, I'm telling you, no, no, I'm telling you, y'all, y'all, just has me so <laughs> dead right now. Angie Stone's fist, <laughs> <Child>. <laughs> and what was the reason? Was a discussion on the concept of purpose. That was a good one, Asante, where we discussed our thoughts on purpose. If it's ex- if it exists, if it's a concept, do we buy into it? I think we all shared really, really uh, profound, if I do say so myself, perspectives on how we feel about it. It was a really good episode. Yes. We also did The Vow. This was m- more recent. Um, the Nexium Sex Cult. The mm-hmm. Vow documentary on HBO. Dustin, you were recently on Jaden XD discussing it. 
I sure was, and forgive me because that should have been in my announcement this week. Yes. You can catch me on Jaden XD. We are discussing um, The Vow as well as I'm a Savage, or what was the one called on Stars? <laughs> Seduced, 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 Savage. Seduced. Something with an S, but watch that. <laughs> and the commentary is hilarious. Jade XD and I were just really kicking it, waxing poetic about that call. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was hilarious and there's video because it's there is is it a patreon episode or mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can see their faces while they're talking about this um and in that episode we discussed personality traits like what makes certain people more susceptible to cults what makes someone a leader and what makes someone a follower and we shared our thoughts on that where I also talked about Scientology. And shout out to Jaden mm-hmm. XD because I've been on their show like three times talking about Scientology because mm-hmm. they're fascinated by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the Scientologist correspondent. Um, so that, I'm trying to see what other... Yeah, I feel like those were the episodes that stood out this mm-hmm. year. And if you really look back, weren't those really great conversations? We should be happy. Fantastic conversations. And again, birthed out of a year where literally the whole world was on its ass. So that is just pats on our back. We did good, it. kids. We did good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What are you looking forward to for next year's season of The Friend Zone? I'm looking forward to new things. I know we've had discussions about and I ain't trying to do no coming soon. Right. We've had discussions about some changes that we wanted to make for next year that I'm really excited about. Y'all are going to be. everyone else being excited yes, about. Yes, they are. Right? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to new things. Something new. You know, I like so I like newness. Um, I'm looking forward to evolving our conversation. And, well, I should say continuing to evolve our conversations mm-hmm. um, around things that are going on in pop culture, but really... Um, allowing ourselves to take a deeper dive and an alternative POV to a lot of things that everyone's talking about. I love it when we spin it um, and just continue in doing this thing. This thing is fun. It this is, thing is fun. right? Asante, anything you want to add? Yeah, there are some things that like I kind of started to touch on this year, but I didn't really develop on. So I want to, next year, I'm excited to talk more tech because, you know, we talked um, a couple of tech. I did a couple of tech, like I did a, a roundup towards the beginning of the year. Um, we talked about the self-driving cars. Um, we talked about the fake meat at one point because I was talking about that new tech stuff that was coming out. So I want to talk more technology because I love the fact that people enjoy like our interest here. Like when we're talking about the way that people work, um, new industry, like there's just so much there's just so much that we have to offer. And I love that everybody soaks up everything that we offer. So I can't wait to offer more. Of that. Yay. What about you, Fran? You know, I like I said earlier, I feel like we we were navigating the year and so we realized that there needed to be a lot more laughter and playfulness and lightheartedness just seemed what the yeah seemed like what the collective was was calling for so i think we did a great job of that next year i do want to step a little bit back into a vintage friend zone with Mm -hmm. dev you know delving a little bit deeper again into those psychological conversations a lot more mental health support a lot more spirituality i feel like Mm -hmm. we did our first couple years like i said we were a lot more heavy-handed with that it's just kind of how we were feeling we were all going through a lot (laughs) growing up processing and i think Mm. 
considering this year that we've had, and when I say we, I mean everyone as a collective, next year is just going to be a lot. (laughs) It's going to be a lot trying to come out from under this year. And so I want to make sure that we provide the laughter, but also the necessary tools and support for those who listen to us and look to us for some form of escapism. Escapism is great, but let's also arm ourselves with the right tools to figure out how to have like a really wonderful year as best as we can. So I'm always honored that people listen to us every week for about to be six years, right? So, which Mm -hmm. is crazy (laughs) to think about. So, you know, I don't take that lightly and I want to make sure that we pump in a lot of helpful information. Always, I'm always trying to be helpful. So Amen. that's what I'm looking forward Same. to next year. Um, as long as, as well as the changes that Dustin was mentioning that we are making to the show next year that you guys are going to be mm-hmm. very excited to hear about. Which just a lot more of us, a lot more content, a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, we did a good job and I'm looking forward to all the new topics and craziness and jokes and <laughs> guests. That's another thing. We only have one yeah, guest this guests. year. We got definitely, we, the crazy thing is we had such an influx of people that wanted to be on the show guests that you would have been like, what the fuck? Like really mm-hmm. amazing guests, especially um, musicians and people yes. within the music industry and, you know, a lot of their managers see how much we love music. So we've kind mm-hmm. of been making a dent, which I love, with a lot more management sending artists our way, which makes me happy. I love the fact I love the fact that we only had one guest. Like the fact That's that so funny. we gave so because one thing that I love that you said, friend, is like you love being helpful. You and Dustin and me, we all I feel like love being helpful. So the fact that uh, Dustin can come and provide a good ass laugh, but can still give you great perspective and insight when it comes to religion and tying that in the family, and the, he leaves you like savory for more when you want to hear these different things. Thank like you. all of us, just give such great. Uh, content and I don't want to toot our own horns, but I just love the no, fact that I get to be on the show with you guys <laughs> where I get to learn so much, mm. but I also get to uh, teach it back. But still, and everyone's looking at us, and it's not like we're trying to say we are the pioneers, like we genuinely just want to provide for our communities. Mm-hmm. And I just love the fact that that's so solid that we don't have to do any sort of gimmicks to keep our show going. We had one guest this year and it wasn't, I mean, it was somebody important to us. Cause you know, she's important to the community, you know, but it wasn't someone that I feel like someone else would have on their show just to get their numbers up or something like that. We don't have to play these games. All we have to do is keep doing our great work. And I love that we have this audience to show. All you have to do is keep providing great work. Yeah. And you know what? Let's shout out our audience too. Cause y'all are so damn funny. They are hilarious. Like the recap segment is something that we had to add to the show because we had to incorporate your thoughts because y'all be cracking jokes, whether y'all are mad at us for something we said that you completely wholeheartedly disagreed with, whether y'all are happy, whether whether y'all have been impacted, you know, or just want to be silly and, and, uh, piggyback on whatever jokes Dustin said. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, friend, honestly, from the tweets to the SoundCloud the comments emails. to the emails, 
You just never know what kind of morsel or gem you are going to provide when you send something into <laughs> us. So don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Now we don't need your life story, <laughs> but you know when y'all when y'all send in certain things, like you know, I, I'm related to this topic somehow. Way too close. It just be funny as hell, and it's appreciated. It's much and the tools it too, because a lot of times we've had nurses, doctors, therapists, mental health experts. You name it. Yeah. Um, yes people who are experts in their field also contribute to our conversations because a lot of times we might not be licensed, you know, in, in things that we talk about. We might not be experts. We're just sharing our perspective. And it's nice to have those those more accredited people that back, that back up. up to kind of add their refinement on it, which is always really nice because it's a community thing. Like I always say, it's an ecosystem. So it's nice to be able to provide from all angles and, and yep. hit all cylinders. So shout out to the friend zone community. That's really what it hey, is. Amen. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what else, anything else you guys want to add before we leave our last hot button of 2020? That's it for me. <laughs> that's Peace it for out. me. <laughs> and that's the Peace end of the episode. Out. No, just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Damn. I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so that's it for this hot button just wanted to do a, a year in review because i know we have a lot of new listeners that maybe just started last month people have just discovered us this week today um those of you who've been rocking with us since the very first episode so it's nice to do these reviews in case there might have been an episode you missed because we did 40 something of them Right. You know, and now with what we've uh, illuminated on this episode, maybe you'll have time to go back, especially that we are taking a month off. You'll have time <laughs> to go back and listen to maybe something that you may have missed. So I'll tell you a crack. Yeah, peace out. <laughs> friend, friend, why, why was the episode called A Frozen Potato? You know what's funny? When I was scrolling through, I was like, let me not add that one because I was traumatizing. <laughs> okay, never mind then because the, the title took me out and never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> A lot of great episodes, y'all. <laughs> A lot of content. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and speaking of day ones. So remember we talked about um, Griselda and Armani Caesar. So you know she's yes. listened to this show since she was, I think she said she was in college. You know we FaceTimed? Isn't that so cool? Oh, I'm so jealous. 
friends. <laughs> we FaceTimed. I was so excited. <laughs> she she was so fine with her. She she's beautiful, like stunning, and she had a mask on. So you know when you're still fine <laughs> with half your face showing. <laughs> level oh, yes <laughs> but it just made me happy because i'm such a genuine fan and then she's a mutual fan because she listens to the show and she watched my youtube back in the day so it was just like this mutual excitement to see each other's faces in real life so i just wanted to say that shout out to armani caesar because apparently she's a day yes. one listener definitely check out her music love all around that just made my day when i saw her go ahead armani go caesar ahead, armani. girl go ahead <laughs> Bigger things coming next year, 2021. Oh, you know Excited. it too. So for let's bring in those wind chimes for a second. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I wanted to do journal prompts because okay. I think mm. at the end of the year, it's always nice the same way that we just did a year in review of Friend Zone. I think it's nice to do that on a personal level just to kind of do an audit of where your energy was best served this year and what changes you can make to have a stronger 2021. So yeah, these are questions too that I had asked a couple years ago with some revisions, but I wanted those of you listening to write down. The first question is what's the most challenging truth you learned about yourself this year? Do you guys, you guys don't have to answer, but do you guys feel like you had some challenging truths come up this year? Yeah, because I was cutting my, my facial hair too close underneath <laughs> the bottom of my chin. And I hit the side profile in the mirror and realized I have been looking crazy. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't want, I like my facial hair to look as natural as possible right. while still appearing to be groomed and maintained. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I was knifing up my chin <laughs> like that, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I can't believe I was walking around like that. And so that was one of the hard truths. A challenging truth. <laughs> challenging truth. I mean, grooming has been a challenge this year. My eyebrows, I don't even know what shape this is anymore, to be honest. Let me ask my chin, because I'm telling you, friend, I don't know what the hell. We we just don't We just out man. here. Even clothing. I don't know what is an outfit anymore. I At when all. I go outside, I just and I, and it's funny because I'm cozy bay. Like it's not like I've mm -hmm. always been some glammed up person. But even me, who already dressed down for the most part, has still struggled figuring out what the fuck to put on when I have to be somewhere. So this has been a challenging year. But yeah, what's the most challenging truth you learned about yourself this year? As well as what pleasantly surprised you. Because I know, especially as far as trying to be resilient this year, this was a hard year to stay afloat in, you know? And I think we should all be in very proud in a lot of yes. ways. You know, financially, creatively, even just your mood, how to keep it elevated, mm -hmm. how to not be super escapist and distracted when you're in the middle of this fuck shit of a year like there was just a lot that we had to keep in mind and trying mm -hmm. to stay afloat so that pleasantly surprised me i was glad to see how i pushed through this year for sure when you talk about pushing through friend i think about all of the bad things that i try to just black out and i just remember them now and how minimal they are to me mm. now in those moments it was 
I mean, you know, hindsight, it's just beautiful to see how resilient I was. Amen. I know I had that resilience in me. You know, when it comes to New York, a lot of people didn't been like, all right, well, fuck, this is time to go back mm-hmm. home. And it, it's a pandemic outside, so I really needed to be here. But the fact that I was able to, like, pick up and maintain and then continue to grow, I want to be able to, you know, just provide and work hard and share as much as I can. So love that feeling. Whew. And with learning those challenges and what pleasantly surprised you, how will you show up for yourself now that those now that those truths are in your awareness? One thing I will share for me, especially being that this year after, what, four years of celibacy, <laughs> then I finally jumped back into a relationship this year. One All of- right. <laughs> you are so funny. One of the the things that was illuminated, and I wonder if you guys are going through this too. We should totally have a separate episode about this, so I'll definitely design that. But just like, are there parts of you that worked really well for a time in your life, but now they don't? And it's not a thing of, you know, the quote that everyone Mm. always says, release the things that no longer serve you. It's like, yes, that. But Mm. also being thankful to that part of you. It's not just like throwing it away or or looking at it like it's a bad thing, but being thankful because it held you down at a time and space, you know, like at, rather real. at a space and time, like it held you down. It served a purpose, even if it doesn't now, but it did serve a purpose then. And I think kind of like the spark your joy when people are, you know, going through their closets, giving things away and she asked them to say thank you. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with those mechanisms that you put into place just to help you survive. And I think being by myself and I was heavily in a lone wolf programming of like, if it if I don't do it myself, it ain't going to get done. Or, you know, you can't really trust people that much and just all these things. And now when you're in a dynamic, that doesn't really work. <laughs> there's no room. Surrender. Yeah, there's no room for that lone wolf to it just doesn't fit and it worked well because it pushed me to become a businesswoman you know all the levels that being a wolf does help but now when you're part of a family dynamic it's time to kind of hang that coat up (laughs) and be like how do I surrender to the fact that this is now an ecosystem and not just me so it's hard it's a hard thing it's a very hard hard thing and it's hard to acknowledge and make room for someone that just wants to be there for you and like believing Mm. them because you know (laughs) it's very challenging so those are that's one of my personal truths that i had to sit with that that programming is is it's time to put that away like you should let me love Hello. you, love you, love, love you. you. Hey. <laughs> Come on And then now. the last thing, writing down everything you're grateful for this year. I think that's important. The same way that I kind of, mm. there was like a split part of my brain that was like, damn, I could have done a lot more this year, right? I think mm. a lot more of us are feeling that. And we feel that anyways, even on a regular year. (laughs) There's always that feeling of, I could have done more. But when I look back, I'm like, 43 episodes, you know, on top of this is just friend zone that we work on together, on top of the things we work on separately. Right. It was a great year. And I think it's only right to to thank yourself for showing up, even on the days that you really didn't want to, because there were a lot of those. (laughs) That's right. I thank the Lord in heaven. 
I thank you because <laughs> we have definitely persevered and it, with all things through Christ Jesus. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Amen to that. And it's not even like from a, cause you know, it's not, it's not even from a point of view of like, damn, we don't want to do this show. But when it's an experience of like life happens and it's like, you don't ever want to pay a bill, but you know, you need to right. the bill and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of that feeling. Cause I don't want anybody out there listening to be like, well, if you don't want to do this show, don't do this show. Cause I've seen where people would listen to people and they're just like, damn, why they gotta be like that? But I, I know most of our audience is going to be like, I feel that child. Cause there've been many times I ain't want to go to work, yeah. but I, we, Cause we just have so much love for our audience. So it's just That's so right. much, it's just, just such a great thing to have so many like-minded, like-minded individuals come to hear the jokes and then get c- comment and crack the damn jokes. So reflect with us and grow with us too. Hell yeah. And actually one that I missed and I actually was curious with y'all is did this year illuminate where your energy is needed most? Cause I think one thing this year did is that it flipped people's priorities. You know, you might've been going hard mm super hard last year and had an idea of what 2020 was going to be and then obviously all of that got thwarted so i'm wondering did that change your priorities did that maybe make you look back and say wow i actually don't love x y and z whether that's a person a place that you live being a nurse whatever it was dustin said Okay. You know, or, or the job that you've been a part of or maybe projects like it's just like, did it change your perspective of what you've been involved in energetically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? And I'm curious if what's the pivot, you know, are you going to do something to, to show up differently now that you, that's in your awareness? So I'm going to read them out once again, just so that they're easier to to jot down. What's the most challenging truth you learned about yourself this year? What pleasantly surprised you this year? And how will you show up for yourself now that those truths are in your awareness? Did this year illuminate where your energy is needed most? Did your plans change? Do you have plans at all? (laughs) And lastly, what are you grateful for this year? That's right. What is you grateful for? And those are just some journal prompts. I would love for you guys to share. Obviously, you don't have to because those are all very personal questions. But I always love when you share with me on SoundCloud or Twitter, even in the emails, if you want to be private about it. But I'd love to hear how your life is feeling, how you're feeling after the the end of 2020. I'm grateful for uh, Cocktails with Queens. It's just something about watching Claudia Jordan up there with, you know, Vivica Fox, Lisa Ray, and Selena oh, Johnson. Yeah. Really? That's the name of the show, <laughs> Cocktails with Queens. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And when, and when I tell you I enjoy each and every one of their perspectives, like Selena Johnson always comes in <laughs> with the hammer, but like not in a bad way, in a very like, you know, well, sister, listen to this. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like Lisa Ray always comes like uh, too damn real, if you will. Like I just love Unfiltered. that that happened. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to say I'm thankful for that. I mean, hey, (laughs) we're giving flowers today. (laughs) And that's it. That's it for this week's hot button. That's it for this week's wellness. And thank you guys for all of the months and weeks and days of listening to us, of sharing in the wellness. I love when you guys hit me back and share how different wellness segments have impacted you. That always makes me feel loved and connected to you guys so thank you just wanted to put that out there since my segments are officially
done. Asante, <laughs> Mr. Music Man, <laughs> what you got for us yes. this week? Yes, I can feel it. <laughs> I, I can hear it. I, I can see it. More music. More music. More music. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 has given a lot of drama, a lot of heartache, a lot of beautiful, awesome things to love and appreciate, and some to hate. But overall, I want to talk about all of the amazing things that have happened in music for 2020. Not all of them, just some of them. Um, I'm just going to throw out certain moments. There's literally no particular order here. I want to start in a, with a very strange moment, just because we talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode. But uh, moments in music that have happened, I want to just point your direction right back to WAP, okay? <laughs> One Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, wet ass pussy. I just had to. I want to talk about music moments this year because so much happened, and I feel like things moved so fast still, even during lockdown. And it was kind of like maybe, and maybe it was just me, but I feel like things came in blips because I feel like uh, WAP came out. There was the challenge, there was the outrage, and then you know it was on to the next. So I had to point my direction right back to WAP just because there were so many little pivotal moments there that are big to us now. Well, big to me now, rather. Um, I want to point your direction to the feature with A, you know, Megan the Stallion, the Stallion's growth since WAP. But I, I want to take special care and tell you about WAP when Cardi was doing the media train for that. Sukihana was on there. And I'm bringing you back to Sukihana because Sukihana is hip hop sweetheart. <laughs> And I just have to give her as much as much attention right now as I can. It's about to be into a new year, 2021. I want to just shout out as many girls as possible, as many guys as possible, as many people that I've seen do things this year that I want to hear from next year. So that's why I started with Cardi B. You know, there was some music there, but I, I want to, I guess, more moments from her next year. And then I parlayed into Megan. Megan dropped a project this year. You know, we got the good news. So I'm excited to see what more looks we're going to get, what more singles we're going to have from that next year, as long as what more music we're going to get, as long as, as well as with Sukihana. I'm excited to see what she's going to do with her new body. I'm excited to see what uh, new music she's going to come with. Her There's new so body? Things... <laughs> <laughs> what? Literally? There... Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you see her two things? Number one, my song on Megan's album is Circles. That's my shit. And she'd be like, oh. I'm going to make this every bad bitch song. That's that's the jam. And You're second of all, did y'all see that video of Sukiyana and her husband like doing that role play where she was cussing him out? <laughs> did y'all see that? She was so mean, bro. I was like, she God damn. Cool. <laughs> I would have been crying. Don't talk to me and like that. he said that. the safe word wrong. And she was like, that ain't the motherfucking safe word. And she like went harder. He was like, bitch, I said such a such. Oh, my God. Sukiyana might not be for everybody, but that particular video right there was hilarious. Did you see the I'm interview sorry. clip? I, I saw it. Actually, it's funny you're bringing her up because I swear I saw it today where someone was asking her about how she is online and like why she's like that. And she was like, because I'm a dirty slut. <laughs> I was like, God <laughs> Mind you, this is like an interview. <laughs> I would have paid to see the she interview. She makes me laugh, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
She was Wap so affirmed. Just so many, I was like, yes, Sukiyana. Wap brought so many random things uh, just for me because when I saw the media trend happen and I saw Sukiyana was there, I was like, well, why wasn't she in the video? But she's just continued to show out this year. And I just want to see more of it next year. Like, Sukiyana is just... And then when she was on Love & Hip Hop Miami, she was making us laugh and she wasn't being offensive and she was being real, you know, as real as you can be on TV show, you know what I'm saying? But there are just so many redeeming qualities and she just continued to be a part of the conversation this year. So shout out to Sukihana. A lot of girls could make it, but you know, you did <laughs> along with, like I said, you know, making the stallion and back to you, Dustin, with the circles, uh, making really really did that with that circle sample and jasmine sullivan shouted it out too because i remember her saying you know shout out to make it for a sample in my song and i just thought it was so dope that uh jasmine you know came back <laughs> shortly thereafter too and a really random quick shout out to antoinette i was watching youtube um jasmine sullivan has the content coming for her new project and antoinette was in one of the visuals Yay, okay my looking beautiful okay around the way curls you know what i'm saying so yeah just had to shout out WAP really fast. Um, we touched on Megan. We touched on the album. Megan's just been having a, a great time, a great year. You know, there were some highs and lows, and I'm just happy to see her ending the year very, very high and strong. Um, it's been a great season for the Stallion. I just want to see more of that. I, I just love Megan, honestly. And friend, whenever she called you for the feet, no, I'm just um, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I was trying to do that new little twerk thing she was doing where you go from front to back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll send y'all a video. Dustin. Look at Dustin doing it. <laughs> Yo. <sighs> Dustin is taking me out. Speaking of Dustin taking me out, Dustin, I think you're going to appreciate this next moment. Um, I want to. to... Club. <laughs> you know what? Real quick, let's talk about that. <laughs> I am so somebody did go out to the club, and that's why it wasn't no damn verses. Mm. Anyway, tell me why you want to do a bad bitch wrong. Yeah, Sean, they gonna have us uh, like it was like on Harlem Nights when they was like, "Yeah, I got my mouth all set for some orange juice, but ain't a swallow in the container." <laughs> How you gonna get us set up so ready to, to enjoy this moment? Like so many people had small COVID compliant gatherings. So many people had, you know, so many moments set up to enjoy the versus battle between Keisha Cole and Ashanti. And it was canceled the day of just it like was two like or a three couple hours, hours Yeah. Yeah. Because Ashanti got me. COVID. And you had to find like fight tooth and nail to find out if it was really canceled because they like never was officially saying it's canceled. Like it was other people tweeting and, and I was like, why is this? But not you know just what confused me? Ass- How is it that Keisha Cole was in hair and makeup and Ashanti was literally at home chilling? It's like there was a miscommunication somewhere because how is she in sweats with a headband and lip liner and then Keisha Cole was ready to be on tour? Ready. How? I'm so pissed off. And Ashanti, it's just like that tweet I saw where they was like, this was before Saturday, before the verses arrived. I guess four days prior, like so that Wednesday, she was on the internet doing photo shoots in Kenya. I did see Literally, that. in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And so my, whoever posted the tweet going to say, now she got a verses in four days and she doing photo shoots in Kenya. They sure and did the blow up with the that spot. video of Ashanti like. All the way. Posing. <laughs> posing and shit, taking pictures. And it's just, it just was so disappointing because I was really looking forward to enjoying it. We all were. I was. But at least now they Everybody have um, E40 and Too Short. 
on December yeah. 19th, which is dope. I'm still mad. I'm going to watch that, too, and I'm looking forward to it because I love Too That's Short. Guy. Speaking of nasty songs, he got one of the nastiest songs, most vulgar songs I've ever heard, called Bitch by Too Short. <laughs> Look it up. I, or no, excuse me, Caller. What's it called? Hold on. Uh, anyway, it's a Too Short song, so I like it. It's the point I'm making. <laughs> well, while we're talking about verses in general, just shout out to them for all the amazing moments that they've given us for quarantine. Cause, True. I mean, there have just Verses really came out great... of this quarantine. It was just crazy to think about. Yeah. Which is exactly Between... why we're pissed at Ashanti, because Versus <laughs> was created to give people something to do and something to look forward to and be happy about, you know, make the glass half full, and Ashanti going to ruin it. <laughs> fucking up the relationship with apple and shit like i'm so pissed off i was really looking forward to that at least it's still happening hopefully she's cured by the ninth hopefully shit the way she wrote hopefully she don't go nowhere else i mean i'm sure she's embarrassed because that's gotta suck like literally the whole world (laughs) was waiting i never thought in a million years i would be getting coke (laughs) anyway and that poor cousin she blamed it on (laughs) right and what's the name of that we should have known what was the name of her first single foolish (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just wish that we would have been able to get that to go on the the books along with erica and jill you know teddy and babyface you know brandy and monica there were just so many great verses that we got and so many great moments in music that we got because of you know like with gucci and jeezy and then back to brandy and monica like there were just so many things and then Patty and Gladys and then fucking Dionne Warwick coming out. And happy belated birthday to Dionne Warwick, by the right. way. She's been on Twitter cutting the fuck up, which is amazing to see. Um, yeah. Versus has just been a real treat. Shout out to Swiss Beats and Timbaland and and everybody else involved. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to talk about some of those musical moments. I think I want to just skip right into listens lately because there have been some newer tracks that I'm just kind of burning to get to and talk about but so i don't ruin anything i want to ask for you all's listens lately first and then we can kind of just round it out with a couple of tracks to throw in there if we haven't gotten to them so fran i hope you're over there scrolling because i so desperately want to know what you have been swerving and bumping to and trying to practice the megan choreo to <laughs> what you've been listening to over there fran and bumping and grinding too we heard you say you ain't celebrating no more <laughs> Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> oh, shit. First, I wanted to ask. <laughs> so, oh, shit. <laughs> you sure did say that, didn't you, Fred? Woo! You sure did say that, didn't you, Fred? <laughs> Time. It keeps running okay. away from me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to <laughs> Are y'all um Kid Cudi fans? Love, love, love Kid Cudi's new project. I won't say who's making a face. (laughs) I'm not. I like Kid Cudi. No, no, I like Kid Cudi. I love Kid Cudi's music, especially that song he got with Heim. Go ahead. Um, I. (laughs) Damn! I wish that we were recording this so bad. So. I, you know what? I've never listened to a Kid Cudi album. Ooh. <laughs> There's some... I didn't realize that until this new one dropped. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, you know, I saw everybody on Twitter excited about it. And I started playing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, okay, I realized I've never listened to Kid Cudi. How mm-hmm. is that possible? I know his I know. singles, well, every, obviously, but I never, I don't know the deep cuts, you know, the album cuts. Well, I, I'm going to be real with you, Fran. You know, every album, it, it's not this type of experience. You know what I'm saying? No. And, and this was a great one. No, no. Like maybe the last. Okay, because I did see before, some of the fan base. Like, if you go under the tweet, I think where he was asking how they felt or something like that, and people seemed mad. So I was like, okay, maybe he is trying a new sound. Because I don't know what his sound is, so I don't know exactly what people were mad at. But it seems so like they felt he like he was like, trying to hang with the young kids type of shit. So basically, he does like some psychedelic, trippy ass type music, right? So sometimes that shit be sounding real rock and grunge. Um, sometimes it just sound real like uh, garage hip hop. Like it, it, it's a little bit different every time. It depends on, I guess, what uh, influence or substance he's under when he's making that project. So that's why I was like, this vibe. You know, it's a little bit more palatable, I would say, than some of the other ones. But I appreciated it. The last one, the one right before it, is a little bit more like this one, too. But the one before that one is, like, more rock forward. So you're going to get a little bit of something different every time. So the fact that this is the, your first one, it's a good one for you, I feel like. But if you heard some of the other ones, you might not have been quick to As press connected. play. So okay. I like that you were, I was just yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. I was curious because I feel like we've never talked about Kid Cudi on the show. And people love I him. I talked about that last project last because uh, there was some like songs you could like almost twerk to on the last one, but Kid <laughs> Cudi don't really get that vibe most of the time. You know, Scott Muscutty, you know, he crazy. So yeah, <laughs> shout out Kid to Cudi. him on um how to make it in America. Remember that was such yeah. a good show yes. on HBO. I don't like reboots, but bring that back because that was good, and I don't think it got enough airtime to be honest. Um. Love seeing him act. So I'm like, there's so much music. I'm like, who do I want to give it to? Because it's so much. Um, so this song popped up by Channel Tres. I'm saying it in Spanish. Okay. I know it's Channel Tres. <laughs> Channel Trace. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Channel Tres. Channel Trace. He has a song. Or let me say they, because I'm not familiar. But Channel Tres has a song with Tyler, the creator, called Fuego. Is this a Latin artist? <laughs> Watch it not be. And <laughs> y'all's faces. And it's really dope. This is how it goes.
That's the jam. That's a vibe. Hello. I heard it and I was like, what is this? And Channel Dress is just a vibe. Oh, hello. I want to clean up. I want to go shopping. I want to dance. <laughs> I want to fuck. I want to do all of it. It's a great. It's great. And Tyler, the creator, obviously, when he steps up, it's just dope. So that whole record, you got to check it out. Mm-hmm. Once again, Channel Tres. Tres is T-R-E-S with Tyler, the creator. And the song is called Fuego. Um, who's another one? I'm like, it's so much. There's a record called <laughs> Dunya. <laughs> Too much. So much. Dunya with Gold Link and Lukey World. I hope I'm saying Lukey World, right? That's L-U-K-E-Y World. And the record is dope, too, is how it goes. Pass that sword. Yeah. And I go for the law. Yeah. Whip when I whip on the stove. Whoa. Whip, then I let that go. Yeah. Man, I'm used to them pose. Round it, anything goes. Don't turn to them toes. No sling, come at the MOs. Yeah, yeah, packs to the soul. Yeah, uh, get it for the Lord. Yeah, whip, then I whip on the stove. Yeah, whip, then I let that go. Yeah, man, I'm used to them pose. Round here, anything goes. Yeah, don't turn to them toes. Dance, look, come at them MOs. Right for the bro, good. Put it in a joke, hold. Better look crazy, crazy, but crazy what I like. <laughs> nigga was going. Yeah. I, I had fell into it. I had gotten into it. Friend. Y'all, I look over. He is laid back with his <laughs> arms up in the air. <laughs> but that's the shit. You just like. It's just a. It's different, you know. Both of the tracks. I yes. just felt like I'm like okay. I'm here for this, and then I want to do a nostalgia track because I just okay. have to. Yes. It's been a minute. I, they came to my mind this weekend i actually tweeted it out and everybody was like oh shit i have to give some love to camp low lucini aka this is it what lucini falling from the sky let's get rich what here we go this that got your intern taxes back music This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GK Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven With levitation from reefers Drenching defense And these seven showboating with rugas Flash vines Belafonte digger Let's get forward this work As we confiscate your figures Chasing over brown Levitating jiki and dashikis The lahada car 54 Chasing diamond runners Headed ice band The big chiller diamond Convention Harlem Buck strut Freezing world heist Hollywood Madam Butterfly Let me in your house A pleasure From the knuckle swatch Shadow watches Catching black eye blue I play the thief What? 
Sensations at the Monte Glory streaming Chiba Fulfilling pleasures in my castle Flow the smoke out The Goss of Vegas substitutes When the Dutch is gone The load don't stop Give me shouts It's the season Sartayas Two flayers for swerving No corners We madness to moolah Living with Charlie's angels on us No smiling when sliding That gets you caught up in the octa Or dead if we're moving It's just like that as we proceed Ooh, I'm a film I'm playing Press stop This is it But listen You know what's crazy Random stuff story so i was listening to reasonable doubt mm-hmm. right jay-z's are. first album <laughs> and mm-hmm. politics as usual which i think is like the third or fourth track comes on and it triggered my brain to listen to camp low lucini and i was like that's so weird how that politics as usual song made me think of it and then i went and listened to it so um, shout out to D. Omen. He tweeted me and was like, and he sent me an article that basically said that the Ski Beats produced both tracks. So I didn't even know. They don't even sound like each other. They wow. just have something. You know, obviously a, a producer yeah. puts their energy into a track regardless of who the <laughs> artist is. So that kind of blew my fucking mind. <laughs> that I'm um, seeing, You picked up on it because music picked, lives in you. Hello. That's right. And that just kind of blew my mind. I hit D-Dot like, bro, that's crazy. Because I literally was like, damn, this made me want to play Camp Low. And then he sent me a, a OK Player article from years ago where Ski Beats was saying how he was working on those projects at the same exact time. And he actually gave the Lucini beat to Jay-Z and he didn't take it. Can you imagine? Woo! (laughs) What? I also wish they could have been on the track together. Like that would have been, if he would have done a feature on that. I'm like, can we, can we backtrack? Can we do that for the 2020s? (laughs) But I thought that was cool. That kind of blew my mind. Shout out to Ski Beats, but I just wanted to put that story out there. That's it. Those are my three. All right, Dustin Ross, what you got? What you been listening to over there, Shout? We're going to make it real simple this week. The first song is by an artist named Mercy Atis, A-T-I-S, I-T-S, or either Atis, and it's called I Don't Want to Know. A couple of days ago, when I, you, I pressed play, thinking it was gonna be like a new record, he wanted us to check it out. <laughs> and my phone was connected to my Bluetooth because I was already listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> know, my neighbor was like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> and you hit it with that, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the next song Ooh. that I want to Ooh. give a shout out to is by Sir Was, and it's called This Is My Bonus. Hey, Sir Was. This is a bonus But I will accept Just give me a bonus One day two's asking me I'll never be done I'll be chasing my own mind Silly dreaming If I could let it Bonus. Oh, I love that. Wow. I'm here for that. That's it for my songs this week. (laughs) Hell yeah. I don't give a fuck. That was a dope ass vibe. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. (laughs) That is my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, back to uh, something really fast. Back to a couple things, I guess. Fran mentioned earlier uh, Kid Cudi's album. I wanted to very quickly point your direction to one of the songs uh, early in the project. It's called Tequila Shots. I believe it is the second song that plays. And I am going to just play you a little bit, a little snippet of that, because I love the new Kid Cudi project. And I just, I listened to it because I had, I started making my playlist. Whenever new music comes out, I start to make a playlist of like, let me listen to all this new shit. But somebody tweeted, they, uh, I, I wish I could remember who they said, that this is one of the best Kid Cudi songs that they'd ever heard. So I was like, well, let me go listen to the project just to see. And so this one right here is a, a very, very nice cut. So I'll let you decide from this snippet here. This one, again, is called Tequila Shots by Kid Cudi. Don't think I'm not sorry. Give me now, hey, this time I'm ready for. Can't stop this war in me. Can't stop this war in me. me, me. Give me now. I'm ready for this fight, this boring me, this fight, this boring me, me, me. Mm, I'm in before, mm, mm, I'm in before. Mm. Can't stop this boring me, can't stop this boring me, me, me. As the story goes, hey, hey, as the story goes, mm. this fight, this boring me, this fight, this boring me. <laughs> that's Kid Cudi's tequila shots um, <clears throat> and Dustin's again. Work. <laughs> so glad this is not video <laughs> uh, that is again on his newest not project sl- Man on the Man not 3 not a slow twerk to Kid Cudi like, <laughs> isolation <laughs> butt cheek isolation it's like you make one move you make the other one stop it's butt cheek isolation <laughs> Yo, y'all making my cheeks hurt. No pun intended. <laughs> I was like, friend, why do you always do it? Um, uh, outside of that, I wanted to also, I wanted to make sure that I make mention uh, family of the show, Chica. She dropped Chica. Oh my WB. God. Listen, let me tell you something about Chica, okay? So, 
Y'all been talking about Chica for a long time, and I've listened here and there. But when mm-hmm. she dropped FWB, it made me really sit. You know, I need to sit. I'm a sitter with music. Yes, I need to friend. sit with someone's discography to really feel them. Chica is bomb. <laughs> like, yes, I am admittedly late because I think I just never really sat with the music. But I sat, and Chica, you a bomb. Like shit she is so talented well girl friend you with the movement so that means you are right on time yeah <laughs> so wow for those of you that Her are not wordplay like what yes crazy yes gifted. love love gifted. love chica best new artist chica. nominee on these hoes right lyricist long time support of the show long time uh just popping ass wordplay spitter like been doing it for the grams before the gram, like just killing it. So shout out to Chica. Had to make sure I shared this song, not only because we love her so much, but because the song's so damn good. Yeah, it you is. know, <laughs> just amazing when these things intersect, right? Uh so again, this song is called FWB and it's by Chica. And if you're not familiar, C H I K A. So go out there and press play. All right, now here we go. Boy, I spend my time daydreaming about us I don't want your love, I just need your touch Yeah, yeah, I wanna feel, but I ain't trying to trust Know you pussy down, so I'm trying to give it up when you want it I can quench your thirst, babe, mean that in the worst way Make a nigga feel like it's his birthday I don't fuck around, I never slack But if you really want it, then I gotta get it back Nobody got nobody, we can keep it extra tight Don't need my soul crowded, it's my thumb round it Boy, you phone me for the night Please don't get ahead of it, I'm here for the benefits Roll it up and we can catch a vibe I just need a lover and a friend to pass the time so yes um, chica is such a vibe um we talking about hip-hop sweethearts she's just an all-around sweetheart uh i don't want anyone that's listening to not not go and get into her music you know what i'm saying like she's somebody for 2021 that we just need to continue to see killed it this year at the cypher want to see her kill it more next year all over more visuals you know i'm trying to just get Chica all up, all up, all up and through your, your airplay, okay? Add it to your playlist. You got a little bit of something for everybody. That's all I'm saying. Um, again, a lot of stuff came out. I was going to double back to some things, but I'm just going to keep moving forward. And actually, this is going to be my last song. Um, Dustin was supposed to talk about this song, mm-hmm. but... I decided uh, to let you have it. <laughs> uh, well, well, because you let me have it, I'm going to talk about it uh, this way. There's an artist that I mentioned. Uh, her name is Lakia Danae. She had a song. She has a song out that I loved <laughs> with 42 Doug called Big Flex Her. Mm-hmm. And now she's back with a full project. Um, the project is called Time's Up. There is tons and tons of heat there. She When I, when I tell you she is a, a rapper, she is a rapper. She's 19 years old um, from Detroit. The shit. Like, I'm talking all kinds of bars, all kinds of uh, bad bitchery, all kinds of production, sound true to the streets, and just spits. And what I always love is camaraderie in women in music. 
Not that I feel like it needs to be explained or it needs to be a thing. I just love the aesthetic of watching a bunch of bad bitches link up. And so for that reason, Lakia has a song that she actually put a remix to on the project. It's for Female Goat. Um, Female Goat features the City Girls. Uh, this is her... I will say this is Lakia's introduction. She has had music out before, but this is her official introduction because it makes it look like if the City Girls were a super group, you know... Like Transformers or Voltron. Y'all know I love a little anime, so I got to throw some of that in there. But I just love the fact that it's bad bitches linking up and the song is just a continued fire, just turning it up. It's like when you t- keep turning the oven up, you just keep turning the heat up. But Lakia has a song out called Female Goat. It's her featuring the City Girl. So it's her, JT, Carisha, all spitting fire on there. I'm going to just play you a little snippet, but I advise anyone that's listening to please go to youtube vivo title whatever streaming service you have and watch the video for female goat so you can get into not only the words and the production but the visual aesthetic and the serving that these ladies bring to this record i just have to say all of that so this is female goat just a little taste they like Lakia, why they sleeping on you so hard? Don't, don't give a fuck, I'm about to jump back in my go yard. That's that bitch that keep pulling out them foreign cars. Put it in reverse to get your broke ass that jump start. I, I hit my dance on these bitches like I'm scuba sider. Drip on me heavy, got these bum hoes scuba diving. I know they hate to see I'm really cold, I'm going viral. Yeah, I've been plus since 15 without a co-pilot. I, I got these hoes real pressed and I ain't doing shit. And niggas lying on their dick, they ain't throwing shit. Who said who the bigger goat? That's some bullshit. Somebody put that hammer to her head, bring so <laughs> that's Lakia. <clears throat> that's literally just a cute sample. What if I love a nigga about that. Take, then his money, I'ma take pussy pipe. <laughs> I stick, suck up on it like a shake. Bitch, it's hard on the net, but it presses they a break. Baby, Glock in my bag, but the nigga about to drape. Nigga, what? <laughs> Come on, Carisha. That part that Dustin <laughs> is doing, you have to go press play if you want to be able to hear and understand what's going on there. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it will be worth it. Um, but please go check out Lakia in total. The project is all of 10 songs. There, are, There's a lot of fire on there. There's a song that I love with 40 Duck on there, Big Flexer. There's a song Go on there. Female Go, excuse me, with everybody. And Female Go is a moment. QC, you know what you're doing, which I love. Um I'm just going to go in here and throw out my intent. It would be dope to see y'all do a remix with even more female goats on there or something like that. But y'all do not have to do that because this is Lakia's time and it's her moment and she's serving it very, very well. So I appreciate the fire that's come, the heat that's been going. And please go check out Lakia. Uh, it's Lakia Dene, but it might just be Lakia. You know, sometimes they drop the last name. How she when, spell you know, it? You come household. Uh, it's L-A-K-E-Y-A-H. So, and then if you're looking for Dene as well, it's D-A-N-A-E-E. <laughs> okay. I believe. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> That does it for the music Wait, Man I wanted segment. to say Not- two more things. Oh, go ahead. So, did y'all know that Sir and um, what's his brother D-Smoke. and D Smoke have mm-hmm. a third brother that's also a bomb artist? I'm like, what is it with this family? What was in the water when they were born? These niggas, who is these niggas? Jackson? <laughs> like, who for real. Is- his name is Davion Ferris. Mm. check him out on spotify apparently outside of him being an artist he's also an incredible songwriter composer arranger musician you know the whole family how they get down so i see just wanted to throw that out there um and i also wanted to shout out because uh talking about ski beats producing that beat for camp Lo and jay-z ski beats is out of north carolina it triggered the thought also out of north carolina friend of the show we've mentioned before De Niro Farrar has an yes yes he has an EP that's dropping on Friday actually 
called Exhibit Q. It's super, super bomb. I got a first listen and it's you got to check it out. We've played some of the singles on the show before. He has some songs with Loot. Are y'all familiar with Loot out of Dreamville? He's really, really talented. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to listen to this. Another uh, North Carolina goat. So definitely check out Daniel Farrar's project dropping on Friday titled Exhibit Q. And check out Davion Ferris. I'm like, this family. (laughs) Wow. Damn family. Like, that's crazy. Davion is spelled D-A-V-I-O-N. So just want to throw out those two bonus music things. And that's it. Why say... Why say Tiffany Goucher they cousin? Because she is. See, so it's the whole damn thing. That's why I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> they used to, must have just wow. been singing to them kids. <laughs> Get them damn clothes up off the floor. <laughs> Watch them motherfucking dishes. <laughs> they was just singing, harmonizing. I need, I need toilet paper. <laughs> they must have just been singing. Imagine holidays at that household. Come on, like. Wow. So that's it. Motherfuckers now grew up with the sounds of blackness. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can move it right on over to TV land. So Dustin Ross, please take it back away. <laughs> okay, real quick. Because we got a lot to cover, but not a lot I of I was going to so, say, don't start it with real quick because they're going to be so mad quick. at you. I don't, wanna, yeah, I don't feel like yeah, it's, it's the last ain't one no, now. Ain't, ain't no, no real, real quick, quick now. <laughs> ain't no real quick. Ain't we no real quick. We got a lot of bases to cover. And we're just going to go cast member by cast member, okay? Mm-hmm. Two of the hottest <laughs> housewives shows ever. Um, we're out on Sunday, the season 13 premiere of Real Housewives of Atlanta, featuring new cast member Drew Sedora, and also the Real Housewives of Potomac season five reunion part one, featuring Giselle's embarrassment. Mm. Now, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, we got caught up with Candy, who, or actually this wasn't the season premiere, this is episode two, forgive me, of Real Housewives of Atlanta season 13. It was episode two, but we were introduced to the new cast members in this episode, Drew Sedora and LaToya Ali. How'd they do? LaToya Forever. LaToya immediately set the screen on fire. Every time you see (laughs) her, you're interested in what she's doing and saying. She's incredibly beautiful. Um, I love her accent. I love hearing her speak. Um, her and Kenya have great chemistry off one another. Mm, she's fun yay. and funny. Not afraid of, sh- you know, she doesn't shy away from conversations that feel a little bit uncomfortable. She makes her point. Um, she had a mm-hmm. great debate with Drew Sedora, who is the new Peach Holding cast member. Um, actress Drew Sedora, I'm sure many people are familiar with her from The Game, um, from the mm-hmm. TLC movie. She played T-Boz. She's been in a lot of things. Um, but Drew Sedora is on the show. Personally, um, I like the fact she has a beautiful family, beautiful children. The husband is attractive. Um, they are, they've been married for six years, um, and she is present in the scenes that she's in. There was a great scene of her catching up with Cynthia, who I adore and who looked beautiful this whole episode. Cynthia, you look good I mean, this week. When, but, she, um, when does she not? My God. But, yeah, exactly. But um, her and Cynthia had a great scene shooting together. I will say that I felt like some of, Jean, some of uh, Drew Sedora's scenes were affected i'll just put it like that some Mm. of her scenes were affected there was a conversation that took place between her and her husband 
where it was revealed that when he gets upset, he basically goes missing. Um, he what? had gotten upset. He had gotten upset, and he was gone for three days. She didn't know where he was. He was responding to her texts and her communication, uh, uh, but he never said where he was, and he was gone for three days. He put that shit off on being a black man. And put it off on a lot of different things, but I put the whole conversation off as bad acting mm. because it was very unrealistic, the things that they were saying, especially in a black household. And Drew's pacing and cadence and just the things that she the dramatic moments in the conversation, it just all felt affected. <laughs> and so I, I, I just felt like mm, it was... So you think this is just another TV role for her? Look, look, look. Because you know on the game, she played Drew Sedora. So you're saying she's on Housewives playing Drew Sedora <laughs> again? Her scene... I don't know why that just made me laugh. <laughs> because it was affected. you could be yourself or you could play yourself. How come she got so... a peach and Latoya doesn't have a peach? That's a very good question. Um, After what allegedly, I witnessed. Allegedly, exactly, Asante. Uh, and Latoya is heavily um, shown and heavily involved in a lot of the um, major plot lines of the season. Um, and allegedly, the word on the street is that Latoya was all set to be a full peach-holding housewife and her estranged husband at the last minute pulled out and wanting his children to be a part of the uh, season. Mm, so she was unable enough. to show the totality of her life Got and you. they... Mm. made the decision to have her cast as a friend of the show. But I think she's well, one Latoya, of those friends. Stick around, that, Marlo. Yeah, she's one of those friends <laughs> that has a lot of involvement in the season in the way that a Marlo Hampton does. So Latoya's presence will definitely be felt. And after one episode, it already is. Mm. Drew scene affected. <laughs> Moving on. There is power in those roles, just really fast. There's power in that role of being a Marlo where you're – pretty much a cast member but mm -hmm. you don't have the same restrictions as they mm -hmm. do so there so latoya i'm excited to see what you do in this role uh -oh. and for seasons to come and in the, from the looks of that it. new rolls royce marlo guy is some money in them roles too being a friend see, of the just, show marlo got a badass new uh, convertible rolls royce with orange leather seats and you open the fucking doors it says marlo on the floor it's like dope as fuck convertible like dope i like that and i was like damn marlo she came down hard do you hear me <laughs> But anyway, so that's that. Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion. Let's just go Ooh. cast member by cast member. Part one. Wendy Ocefo, Dr. Wendy Ocefo, Wendy of Wendy's, first of her name. <laughs> Wendy of Wendy's, once again, inserting herself in conversations she has no business in, <laughs> once again, having a very heavy-handed opinion about things that she has really no business being in. Wendy is beautiful to look at. Um, I, I think it's so dope how she embraces and, and also infuses her Nigerian culture into this show. It makes it it's just dope to see that on television, period. She has a beautiful um, Nigerian-American family, beautiful children. I, I, I love she's so well accomplished. She's a Ph.D. and she won't let you forget it. Um, and that's just Wendy, but she talks too damn much, and she always has something to say about things that she has nothing to do with, and so it, it comes off just too much. Slow, slow down, back up, stop it, okay? Well, you know what Wendy needs to do? She needs to act like it's a fire and stop, drop, and roll. That's what Wendy needs to do. Stop being in everybody's business. Drop this vendetta you have against Monique that is making you just determined not to like her and roll on up out of these conversations that you don't have a place in. And you know which ones I'm talking about. Candace Dillard. The baby of the family, and I do mean why cryy, whiny cry baby of the family. 
Candace didn't do nothing but run her damn mouth and talk shit about Ashley, talk shit about Monique, be rude, cut them off when they talk, and then wonder why, like Tupac got that song, wonder why they call you bitch, you wonder why they call you bitch. That song applies to Candace as well. This is why you got your ass whooped in the first place. You would think that after the embarrassment of getting your ass kicked on television, and deservingly so, might I add, you would think that some humility would have entered the chat, so to speak. And you would think that she would kind of bring all that down, like Aretha said, can you turn that down? Okay, you think she would have brought all that down and took that caps lock out of her tone, okay, when she was talking to people, but she hasn't. So they're going to tear her ass up, and I'm looking forward to the deep dive into her and Monique's conflict in episodes two and three. Giselle Bryant, this was the embarrassment of Giselle Bryant, again, deservingly so. She looked awful in a dress that Lisa Nicole Cloud from Married to Medicine designed, which lets you know two things. Number one, Giselle don't have no style because why would you go to Lisa Nicole for a dress? And number two, Giselle just doesn't know what she's doing in general because she got to that reunion and after five seasons of being in a position of leadership essentially on this show and being one of the quote-unquote faces of the show uh, along with Karen Huger you would think that Giselle would be a little bit more seasoned in a reunion group scene group cast environment like that where everyone has an opportunity to share their opinion including on her she didn't she was not she does not she literally as soon as they started talking about her style her personal style and talking about how it's been conversation amongst the fans that she can't dress basically and Karen said it too you could see in Giselle's face and in the way that she was holding her jaw you could see her 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 face get tight the positioning her posturing she's sensitive and she was so upset that the spotlight was on her she could not handle it and I can't believe that she doesn't have a thicker skin than that after two things being in that position for five years and see raising hell and tormenting these other cast members for the past five years and always throwing curveballs, always trying to tell somebody's secret, always <laughs> trying to tell somebody's business, and you can't handle Excuse them me. saying you can't dress. You Furthermore, you couldn't handle it when, when Monique, shout out to Monique Samuels, ass whooper extraordinaire, who don't even cuss and will still beat your ass. I love to see it. Monique had a binder with color-coded tabs I saw full of quote-unquote receipts. Yeah. Like the whole trapper Monique, keeper. For period, Lisa Frank. And for the whole when when it got to when it got time for her to use it, she used it and she was so um concise and so succinct in her delivery with the receipts in that book. And she laid Giselle out between her and Karen Huger, who looked great, might I add, and tore mm-hmm. Giselle up every corner, every turn. And like Portia said, was just reading off the dome like that. She didn't have no receipt book. Karen was yep. just going the fuck in. <laughs> and she got, she dug to the bottom of the Jamal thing. Monique pulled out the receipts that Jamal Bryant, Giselle's alleged boyfriend, has definitely been in relationship with other people during the pastor, Jamal Bryant, during the time that he, Giselle's been claiming that he's our man. He did not show up to the reunion. Karen pointed that out. And Giselle's face was, face was literally stuck on stupid. Every time they caught her out, she can do nothing but say yes. She, when Monique read the text messages that he had sent to this other woman and said, what? "Oh, and I know it's from him because here's the here's another pass." She said, "Here's the, his here's his phone number," <laughs> and ran the number off. And Giselle, they asked her, "Was that the number?" And she paused and said, yeah, "Yes, that's his number. That's his number." She was cold busting. So you can see it all in her face. She deserves it. Get her again. And I can't wait. I hope they're gonna tear her ass up the whole episode. <laughs> 
um, Ashley's pregnant and on the right side of a lot of conflicts this season. And so I was really thoroughly impressed with her performance this season. And Ashley don't mind getting in the paint and tearing their ass up at this reunion. So I love that. Robin Dixon talks too much. And she had on a <laughs> wig that had some sort of, it was supposed to be uh, a design painted on it, but I thought it was the inside of them cheap ass hats she sells, them embellished hats she sells. That's what the brand is, embellished. I thought the hats had rubbed off. <laughs> that cheap ass dye had bled through the hats on her damn head. That's what I thought it was. It was bad. And then they crimped it too, so I was it like, was what are they doing? So I'm looking forward to next week. We're getting to the bottom of things. Like New York said on, on the iconic Flavor of Love season two, folks are being real and they're calling people out on their shit and that's exactly what they were doing on this reunion it was fantastic television the the duo that we never knew we needed was monique samuels and karen huger because they were calling these people to task in the way that you should at a reunion so Mm -hmm. it was fantastic yes and that's it for tv land this week Thank you. And that means that's oh, it for Friend Zone this year. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you so oh, yeah. much for listening. We love you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a goal. And we will catch you next year. Be safe. Right. Have a wonderful holiday. We Happy hope- New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. And we hope that you will make it safely to the next year because we will be there, yes. God willing. Yes, we will. And we will see yes, you in January. We're back Wednesday, January 13th. So love you guys. And we're out of here. See you January 13th. <laughs> As always, stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Maybe this is the friend zone. The